Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. I'm Dietrich. <laughs> Dietrich, come on. Oh, very sorry. Oh, okay. That's good to know, buddy. Oh, I forgot we're turning down the lights for this. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Move sounds of the pedestal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So, um, welcome, folks. Um, this is Choice Tracks. Uh, we normally have a theme uh, where we cover that topic, and then we normally do an album review. But this week is a special week. It's Wild Card. Draw them and pick them. <laughs> Let's see who's holding two aces at the end. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to lose. <laughs> How did a Joker get in the deck? That's what I'm trying to figure out in Wildcard. Anyways. Um, you slipped so, in through the back. <laughs> right? So, all right. So, uh, what we're doing this week is each one of us picked uh, two tracks. Um, we're going to go round robin um, and talk about the, the tracks we, we picked. And uh, kind of, it, we don't necessarily, but this is like our opportunity to pick a track that we think wouldn't necessarily work well with the theme or just a track that we really want the other guys to hear, but we didn't have a particular theme to go with it. So that's what makes it wildcard. Um, my first track um, was a track that I thought about picking uh, for our Dr. Gmento episode. Uh, it was a track I came across and, you know, it was interesting because it came across and, it, you know, it's saying it's a comedy track. I kind of get that. But it's kind of like when I was doing the research on Dr. Demento, they, he plays a lot of Frank Zappa. And, you know, Frank Zappa, where I know he's satirical in, in nature, but like some of his songs are just kind of out there. They're not necessarily like funny. They're just like out there. <laughs> and so that's kind of how I felt about this song. And so the song that I picked was Polka Dot Undies and the band um, name that does it, sorry, is uh, Brower and Blue. Yeah, my Polka Dot And so the song uh, came out in um, 1986. And uh, what I liked about this song was um, that it, uh, well, the, the main thing to, to know about this song is that it runs on uh, subverted rhymes. So as you're listening to it, you think they're going to say something that it, it rhymes with the lyrics, but it doesn't. They take a left turn. And then at the end of the whole song, like, he, he, you know, he pretty much says, like, what's interesting is, like, he's avoiding dirty words. But then the last rhyme, he avoids the word mind. Like, he doesn't say the word mind. And he's all about like how everything you heard was only in your own mind. You thought you that I sang dirty stuff, but I wasn't. <laughs> but it's it's just kind of interesting, and and I just like the song for that. Plus, the, the melody's not that bad, and, and the story's pretty good, and it is entertaining. So, um, but that's why I, I thought as a song, like it was it was interesting because I like that concept of you know going dirty without going dirty. <laughs> type of thing um and then just putting it back on the listener like what are you talking about I i'm sweet and it's in here <laughs> i didn't say anything <laughs> you were you were thinking it the whole time so but yeah <laughs> what did you guys think so. so i i will tell you for me it was a little strange listening to it i don't think i've ever heard it before um and it was a little it, it, it threw me off because i'm like wait is this a bob dylan song because it sounds a lot like bob dylan mm. and and uh it almost seemed 
seems like it was sort of a, a parody on a Bob Dylan song for me. Okay. Um, and that's how it came across. So it always, it was throwing me off every time I was listening to it. And like, I, I get it. I get what they were doing. You know, like you think they're going to say one thing, but they say something else. But then I'm like, but this just totally also could be a Bob Dylan song <laughs> as well. Um, except for the polka dot part. But, right. uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was all right. Um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I never, I don't think I've heard it. I definitely hadn't heard of the artist. Um, but I was just, I was so thrown off by like the Bob Dylan sound. It, it made me just want to go listen to Bob Dylan. And, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just like, I, I'm like, oh yeah, I love Bob Dylan. We should do a Bob Dylan episode. Um, so yeah, it was, it was okay. Uh, yeah, it was just, like I said, it was that Bob Dylan thing was throwing me off. Okay. Gotcha. So, uh, so what do you think, Dietrich Damon? Uh, I thought it was a Taj pick. Um, <laughs> I thought it was definitely uh, um, it was a little out there. Uh, it's not quite bluegrassy, but it's kind of like I could see somebody singing this at like a college campus, trying to get females to like them. Right. <laughs> um, be funny. And um, I mean, ultimately, yeah, I could definitely see this as a wild card date because I don't know when the hell you'd actually bring this up unless we had a, um, an episode about underwear. So <laughs> right. outside of that, uh, you know, it, it was cool. I could I could vibe to it. If you catch me on a on a cloudy day and I ain't got nothing to do, I would you know get back and listen to it to try to catch a laugh. But other than that, yeah, I won't be putting it in uh, any party playlist. No gotcha. Gotcha. OK. So I think this belongs in the last episode. <laughs> I think they really were eager to use this in the last episode. Uh, they're like a comedy troupe, so it's sort of like, right? They do some comedy songs. I, I, I on these. Yeah, I guess so, because I, I looked that up. But still, like, the weird thing is, like, I mean, it, it, I can kind of get why people think it's funny, but it's like, I don't know. It's it's like a serious funny for me. It's not like a ha-ha funny. Right. So, it, and that's, that's why it, it just kind of threw me off. And that's kind of where, like, you know, especially with, like, Frank Zappa, like, yeah, his stuff is funny, but it's more satirical. It's more a serious funny than a slapstick funny. And so that's where yeah. when when I did Dr. Demento, I was like, no, it has to be slapstick because that's right. <laughs> that's what works best. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, this is almost like, at first you're thinking, okay, well, he says undies, he's not painty, so he's not talking about chicks on <laughs> Right. But, like... Yeah, it's just kind of funny he's talking about his underwear and he's like, check out my polka dot. Like, who gets the fuck about your polka dot undies, dude? <laughs> but uh, it would fit Dr. Demento a little bit. But I think um, it's like a, a specific crowd would like this, like weird hippies <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> like, this definitely would be the humor of somebody, but not me. Gotcha. Uh, it's kind of funny, you know, a little bit. But I'm just right. like, okay, I'm right there with Brandon. Where I'm like, I thought I was listening to Bob Dylan for a second, too. He's like, oh, yeah. He's got the, oh, like, he's got the whole, and he's doing it on purpose, you know. He is. Gotcha. He's like, what if Bob Dylan's saying about polka dot undies? That's his humor. I yeah. That's what they were thinking. Yeah. But, but I will say I was able to understand him better than Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> but uh, did, was he was he on tour with Bob Dylan? I don't think so. You take that back. Bob Dylan's a national treasure. I mean, that's true. And this guy is probably playing for the lunch. This is Dylan or something. They wish they were only as good as Bob Dylan. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
<laughs> These guys play for prisons every winter, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Taj pick all around. Taj pick all around. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely felt like the Dr. <laughs> Demento episode for sure. <laughs> I was like, can I just do Dr. Mental every episode? Uh, Dr. Demento part two. All right. So, the wild so, card edition. Yeah. So what that, what did I pull there, uh, gentlemen? Was that six or seven? Am I looking at five? Out of ten? <laughs> Out, no, from, you know, ace to king. You know, or two to oh, ace. You pulled a. Uh, <laughs> it's the worst card. <laughs> <laughs> two. <laughs> you played uh, a card from a Uno deck. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's like a monopoly. You've, you've the wrong game. I got you. <laughs> Uno deck. Okay. Uh, Uno. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Okay, fellas. You can let's go now. All right. So okay. uh, it's all we're, we're going to go and go on to the our next track. Then, uh, Damon, what did you have for us? I have. I. I. Uh, I picked. Some some of the songs I was wanting to pick, I was like, ah, I don't know if it would be good for this or if it'd be good for like a an episode about, you know, like maybe the album for those songs. That's what was hard about this wildcard episode um, for me. But one of the songs I've been wanting to kind of talk about or one of the bands, Susie and the Banshees, uh, this is an older band from the 70s. Um, I think they had like another, they had another release come out in the 2000s, but um, my song pick was Cities and Dust. And uh, this is from 1986. I believe it's called the album's Tinderbox. Um, I really like the song. I like the vibe. Susie and the Banshees is like an underrated band. Maybe not really underrated for everybody. I don't think that fans would say that, but I think it's one of those bands that has a lot of songs that the younger generation now would really like. And seeing that happen with some other artists that have come out with songs that were played on TV shows and, you know, young, younger generation just blew up with that and, you know, topped the charts. I think that Season Dust is a great song. I really like Susan the Banshees a lot and uh, didn't really know too much about them until recently, so which is kinda weird. I heard their music but started digging their stuff recently. So oldie but goodie and sorta of new to me. But uh what'd you guys think? No. Uh, it, I so, Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was a good song. It was a good song. It was uh, felt very eighties. It did come out in the eighties. Or when were they from? Because it felt like a. They're, yeah. Um, the band uh, Canadian? No. Are they Canadian? Um, they're British. They're British. That's they're right. British. Okay. I know they're not American, but. Um, okay. Yeah, what I was saying, uh, Tinderbox 86. So. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's an 80s song for sure. Yeah. It, and, and you, yeah, you can, you can feel it. I mean, it, I didn't. I mean, because there's some bad music from the 80s. This was like a good song. Like, I was like, okay, I like this. This, and I, I could, you know, I can respect it. It's, um, yeah. it, I did like the song, but it's one of those things like after the song was done, like I kind of forgot it. But other than that, it, it was a good song. The other thing was like, it kind of reminded me of one of Brandon's picks, I think, but I, I kind of like Brandon's song a little bit better. But this was a good song overall. Like, I didn't mind listening to it. It was a good song. So, <laughs> what, what do you think? Oh, yeah. Was it a good time? <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> Random pick. 
I'm just trying to be honest. What do you want me to be? Damn, uh, left right combo. All right. <laughs> so what I what I suggest is check out Susie and the Banshees and yeah. sort of do like you probably find some of their like their videos on YouTube and yeah. Um, there's a big huge fan base for that band. Yeah, <laughs> they're no, like a, they're pretty well known, but they're also underrated for like like the younger crowd today. But I can see where you might have not have heard a lot of their stuff, which is I, I think that happens a lot. You know, really great bands from the 70s and 80s. Uh, they do a little bit of a revival now, but like there's, I mean, there's a huge fan base for this band for sure. Yeah. So listen no, to more of their stuff. This is kind of like an intro song. Yeah, no, for sure. I wouldn't mind listening to more for sure. Like, I mean, it was it was enjoyable for sure. I just can't <laughs> tell you that. Like, it's it, it wasn't an earworm. Is is all I'm trying to say. It wasn't one of those where like I heard it and then it got stuck in my head. But I did enjoy yeah. it while I was listening to it. Is basically you get that kind of like uh, it's like the 80s sort of like I don't know if it's like synth, but um, they, you get that like really cool bass beat. It comes in the drum beat and yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of mesmerizing. Yeah, a lot of their stuff is. Yeah, and I'll I'll say I I dug it. I mean I've heard the song before. I haven't listened to too much of the band, um, but the songs that I've heard I've always liked, and uh, I kind of I I it definitely reminded me that I should probably listen to some albums by them uh, because I really did enjoy the song. I, I thought it was an excellent choice, and uh, you know it, it we definitely have a very um, eclectic mix for uh, for this album or for this this theme this wild card like there's just songs right. that that uh they're all over the place and yeah. so i'm glad that you picked a song from the 80s for sure um i i, I enjoyed it I, th- I thought it was a good song nice i thought you would like that brina yeah yeah, yeah I, I did i did quite a bit it, it's definitely an 80s vibe um uh, whether i say it's weathered to time or not it depends on how much it's been played um i haven't heard it out here like a whole lot like especially in commercials or whatnot so um, it actually was a, like a breath of fresh air in, in consideration of that. Um, outside of that, you know, I think it was a pretty good pick. I, I, I definitely need to listen to more of Susie and the Banshees in order to get that kind of like now kids feel of what you're talking about. But for the most part, I, I was cool with it. It was a good track. What I think it happens, that, that's awesome, Dietrich. Uh, what I think happens a lot with bands like Susie and the Banshees, you might, you might have heard of the band mm-hmm. and then you just don't know any other stuff. And, so that's like a nice intro to a band that has a lot of great music. And like you go to go to this album, Tinderbox, and you'll find that it's not just this song. It's like a lot of songs that are great. And then, you, you know, all their albums are pretty stellar, I think. And they're they're kind of like, I would say, forgettable, too. But it's excellent music. Really well composed. Really, really great vocals. Awesome 80s vibe. You know, this is like, you know, the Stranger Things soundtrack and all that shit. That's like right up the alley with that, you know. So, all right, we're ready for the for our next track. Sure. Okay. Do okay. So I had picked uh, Brandon to go next at the beginning. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Um. All right. So, yeah, I, I was, I was, you know, racking my brain trying to come up with uh, a couple songs for this wild card episode, and um, you know, it's hard to start from scratch. You know, like it's really hard to like go. What do I want them to listen to? And then some of the songs that I was thinking about. Then I started thinking, oh man, some of these songs are from movies. And then you know, then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to create my own theme. And so then my theme kind of became this 
songs used in a movie and my real introduction to the song was in the movie so it had to be a song that was used prominently in a scene from a movie and i love that song and the movie really introduced me to that song because of of that scene in the film and so the first uh wild card choice i picked is a song the song called death by white lies I'm crying, so frightened of dying Relax, yes, I'm trying But fear's got a hold on Um, the song came out in 2009, or at least it was on the album in 2009. The album was called uh, To Lose My Life, and White Lies is an English indie rock band. Now, I maybe had heard this song before I saw the movie. Uh, the, the movie that I, I remember the song from, the movie is from 2014, and it's called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And I love that movie. I do, I knew I, this song from something, man. Yeah, and... That's a great I, movie. I especially love the use of the song in that movie. And what I really like is that the, in the scene, the girl actually puts on the record and listens to the song. Yes, and, yes, okay. And I think I, that's what, I mean, I love it because like it's her listening to it. There's somebody else with her and it's just such a great scene. It's, it's a really like, it's almost as long as the song itself. Um, it's it's just such a powerful take, powerful shot in the in film. And uh, I just, I love the song. I've like, I, I read that it was in Jennifer's Body and I know that movie came out before A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Yeah. I don't remember Jennifer's Body very well i don't remember the right. song from that movie but when i when i took notice was how the song was used in in the film that i'm talking about and uh, i've been a big fan of that song ever since i really noticed it uh and i i definitely will listen to it several times a year just sometimes i get on these kicks where i you know have like a queue of songs that i love to listen to again and again and this one has definitely uh made it onto that list um i just really enjoy the energy of the song i i like how it, it speeds up and then kind of changes tempo a little bit and then changes again um it's just i don't know it's just it's such a great song and and my introduction to it it just made it even even more special um and that was my my pick uh death by white lies is is it me okay um so i i liked it a lot so i uh <laughs> This is good. This is the one I was confusing demons with. <laughs> so, but yeah, similar kind of, tempo, si- similar right. tempos. Uh, but yeah, this one, I mean, yeah, amazing. Um, it, I, I really did enjoy it. Like, so did this cause you to go listen to White Lies album or is this like not, your only hit? No, not really. No, okay. I like pretty much all I've heard. Like, I mean, I maybe have heard other songs, but no, I just I just stick to that one. OK, that, yeah, because that's it's one of those songs that I liked it enough. And I was like, ooh, I might like try an album of theirs like because I, I, I did enjoy it very much. But yeah, very similar tempo. But yeah. And then the, the messaging behind it is just like the, the lyrics were yeah enjoyable so but yeah good pick cool. yeah. yeah um i i like any kind of rhythm track i'm already like feeling a part of so when you definitely have one that's got a bass very bass driven heavy riff in it and, and you're going through and you're vibing to it and it, 
Um, you already got me at that. So that's already a good pick. Uh, Lee Singer's voice was, was sturdy. It was definitely on point. Um, I love, I love the sound of his voice. Um, it really reminded me of like those eighties bands that came out when, when really the singer sung over the track, not getting lost or, or developed in it. And that was a good, good feel for it. Um, I'm surprised you don't remember Jennifer's body, but Megan Box, come on, bro. <laughs> So I, I, I saw the movie. I just don't remember the song in the movie. Gotcha, gotcha. And yeah. so, um, nah, but it was it was definitely a, a good song, good choice. And yeah, I had no problems with it. As soon as it came on, I was like, okay, I, I can vibe out to it. This is something that I can sit back and listen to with a cigar and chill out. And so yeah, we're good. Cool. I, I knew I I remember this from something, and I was thinking, okay, this is Brandon's pick. It's probably related to a horror movie, and. <laughs> Slightly horror drama, you know, like, but yeah, I like, I love that movie. A girl walks home alone at night. Um, that's an unexpected like movie. You don't know what's going to happen. I don't know spoilers, but check it out. Uh, and this, this band is great. Like I, I'm going to totally listen to a lot of their stuff, man. This, this sparked a uh, interest for me. I think they sound kind of like the killers, you know, a little bit like that kind of vibe, which I really like that band too. But, um, I think that, uh, they're probably not as well known. So, you know, hopefully they, they start getting more fans. I mean, that's, you know, I don't know what it takes for some fans to get noticed. Certainly isn't going to be this podcast, but <laughs> hey, I hope take that maybe, back. The, maybe the one person listening, uh, I'll take it three back. People. Three, three, three. Come on. Okay. Wow. <laughs> hey, never mind. We're good. We're good. Um, but yeah, this, this is great. I love that movie. I love both of the movies. Really. They're pretty good. And, um, yeah, good vibe, man. We're meshing this season, Brandon. Yeah, we are. Even wild cards. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> Messy. Messy. That's Mike Cartman. All right. So, uh, Dietrich, and in our first round, what do you got for us, Dietrich? I don't want to go now. <laughs> so, just going to kind of like bypass my spot and we can go on to the next round. Um, <laughs> no. Now, um, I, I went a different route. I, I went, I started thinking about my wild card picks and, and a lot of my stuff that I was originally going to go through was like stuff that came out between 2020, 2022. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to go that route. Um, I kind of want to take it back and, and put a little nostalgia on it, um, from where I'm coming from and where I came up from. So, um, I started thinking back a little bit and I just went to my old school hip hop routes. So when, when push comes to shove, um, I know my roots. I know I, I can listen to anything, rock, rap, uh, country, you know, bluegrass, it doesn't matter. But, um, what really got me into DJing was, you know, a couple of hip hop tracks that really wanted me to, you know, come out with. So first one that came to my mind, um, was a track released in 93. I was, um, literally in, uh, in eighth grade and, you know, it's one of those where it's kind of like stood the test of time a little bit. Not so much for the rap style, but so much more so for the actual track and instrumentation and, and how it came about to be. And it was from a group called The Souls of Mischief. And, um, that one of their biggest songs, it's not their biggest song, uh, was a track called 93 to Infinity. And, 
and it literally is it's one of those cases where it was a hip hop track and they were mostly talking their shit um, you know trying to be the best rappers wanted to be and, and put the styles and, and each member of the group had a different style and how they delivered um, their actual rap but it flows and, and congruently you know it flowed congruently with, with how the actual group was formed they're a West Coast group um, this is back when West Coast was starting to do the takeover as far as hip hop itself um, it had always been primarily a East Coast um, type of situation and then here you have these West Coast artists that are coming up and they sound like East Coast artists but they're a little bit different in their swagger and they're actually lyrical in their approach and so how how they actually spit out their verbs they um, that's that's what I kind of fell in love with and that would maybe kind of fall in love with the whole West Coast flow type situation so um Souls of Mischief 93 to Infinity what do y'all think? I like it a lot. I think it reminds me of Us Three. I don't know if you, I'm sure you may be familiar with Us Three, but uh, I like that yeah. vibe. I like that kind of like, this has got like that 90s, late 80s sound. Um, I like the history of the transition with the, the East Coast, West Coast. But that's, yeah, this is definitely my style of music when I want to want to listen to hip hop. I like the kind of the jazzy sound that's sort of like, you know, it's got a nice flow to it. Not too aggressive. Um mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that because a lot of hip hop or rap. I mean, it's it's a message. So if it's aggressive, it's for a reason. But um, that can be misunderstood a lot. <laughs> so, but yeah, I like it, man. Nice vibe, nice chill vibe. So, for sure. So I I liked it a lot, but it, and I'm not sure if that if what you were saying kind of correlates with what I'm about to say. But correct me if I'm wrong. But all right, so the production on it kind of stood out way more than the rap. The rap game, the 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 lyrics what they were spitting i mean i followed and, and that i liked but the production of it and is what really sold me on it because you have that edm beat that is almost going like that's your baseline they're rapping like two to three times faster than that then you have the piano come in like it for me it was that whole like they produced it kind of showing multiple speed tracks on top of each other showing infinity in the sound <laughs> i know that sounds weird and especially when you go listen to it because they never say the word infinity like the song itself is the infinity because not everything is going at the same tempo like basically like something's going faster than other tracks and you're like oh, this is just amazing yeah <laughs> i but that was me i it was the production that is what sold me like because the first time i listened to it like i was listening to you know what they're saying but then that second time i just couldn't get out of the production because the production was just like sold it way more or am I wrong on that? <laughs> Go ahead. We're abstract on it, but I'm not mad at you because um, the actual track had seven samples inside of it. And they literally took those samples. It was their DJ that actually took and mixed in that track. I forgot his name at the time, but um, they actually produced it. They actually um, had seven samples overlap each other and, and tweaked each one in order to come out with that actual track. So most most hip hop tracks you'll have like one or two samples that are in it, and then they'll just flip a beat and make everything from the from the production on the other side of it. In this situation, that whole damn thing was pretty much a sample, and they just uh, ripped in bits, bits and pieces and placed them in different parts and and relayed some and and leveled out others to where they were coming in at their certain peaks, and everything just kind of flowed with it. So yeah, 
Right, and the reoccurring beat too. So. Yeah, yeah. The reoccurring bass line itself is literally three samples that were placed in together in order to line everything up. Yeah. Okay. So nicely done. Yeah. Nice, nicely. Uh, I guess filtered out for us, Taj. <laughs> <laughs> Translation from Taj. Right. I'll be honest. I zoned out when Taj was talking about. It. <laughs> Completely zoned out. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> uh, yeah. Is this going to be on the exam? <laughs> no, it's not going to be on the exam. All right, good. Um, so, because this is a, a Diedrich choice, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and paraphrase Diedrich here. I'm not mad at it. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> You do say that a lot, right? <laughs> I love it. It'd be weird if he didn't, though. I know. I know. It's like we should get T-shirts. I put that on. Put them on there. Um, anyway, um, no, man, um, I, I did. I did enjoy it. Um, I feel like I've heard the song before, but I don't. I've never heard the name of the band, so I don't know how I, I had heard the song before. Could have been something, you know, in the 90s. Maybe that's when I had heard it. Like, I don't gotcha. even remember if there's a music video or if it was on the radio. I have no clue. Um, but definitely yeah. you look at you look at the album cover and I'm like, yeah, this is a band from the 90s, you know, for <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the song. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed the beat. I, I enjoyed the, 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 um, lyrics. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, again, I, I'm not mad at it. I, I liked it. Um, and you know, it's always, I don't, I always feel like I don't say as much when it's a song that I actually liked. So, you know, I don't know what else to say, but I thought it was good. So I, 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 I thought it was a good choice and it was nice that, uh, that you selected something completely different from, all of our choices, you know, this, this episode. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, we have a lot to, to listen to and they're all different. So, so yes. Always love the 90s. Oh. But can we get a t shirt for this? And it, it's like, merch, Taj. That's what merch. we need. We need merch. We need merch. Okay. <laughs> and I think our fans want that too. So. <laughs> right. So, okay. I don't even know if I have a catchphrase, but I feel like Diedrich does. <laughs> I think your catchphrase is, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Taj this season. Oh, no, 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 no. Taj this season is, um, let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, I'm curious to know what mine is. I don't. I have no idea what mine would be. I don't have one. I definitely. I'll just say fuck. Oh, that's that's your that's your catch. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you said that a couple of times. Oh shit. Oh fuck. Right. I almost said it after you said that. That was going to be my response to what you just said. Can we just make <laughs> it a picture picture of Damon's face? Because like, there's moments like Damon has awesome facial expressions, but nobody can see it except us. <laughs> <laughs> Choice tracks, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, okay. We're going back for another round. Uh, back for another Taj. round. <laughs> yeah. Right, what was your your second choice? <laughs> 
Uh, all right. So my second choice was a song that I really, really like. Um, I know my kids like it, too. Uh, the thing was, like, I could never find a good theme to put this with uh, because there's was always other songs that better match the themes. So, like, um, you know, I, I even played around with, like, trying to, to force a theme like, hey, songs about jumping in the air, you know, or songs that make you jump in the air. Um, yeah, it, that would have been a bad theme. Uh, this, you know, I thought about this one when we did the Christian rock one. Totally not a Christian rock band. So, like, nope, it doesn't work there. Like, uh, when we did inspirational songs, like, there's other songs that have a better inspirational message. But, like, I still can't not like this song. And so, the, the song I picked is High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. Um, I will admit I have not listened to a lot of Panic at the Disco uh, stuff, so I don't know what their other music sounds like. I probably should check them out, but like, doesn't sound like this as much. This is kind of <laughs> like a unique song. <laughs> okay. This is a radio hit for sure, and this they don't all sound like this. Okay. okay, so this is their their one where it com- sounds completely different. So this is like uh, Indigo Girls all over again, <laughs> where it's their one hit is completely different than <laughs> all their other stuff. I mean, they're kind of like they sound the same with all their shit. <laughs> But, but okay. uh, yeah, this is definitely unique. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's, I just, yeah, again, it's just a, a song that couldn't fit anything, but I, you know, I dislike it. So, what'd you guys think of High Hopes? I think everybody else likes it too. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that's been on the radio over and over and over again. And that's definitely not a bad song. I like the song. And I always find myself singing to it when it's on the radio. Right. Like Mama said. But, uh,. <laughs> It's like totally not, yeah, it's, it's not like what I would say is a good, I guess, song pick to like describe the band's music style. Oh, gotcha. They, they have a, like, yeah, they, their music varies. Like their albums are different. That's a good thing. Um, and I, I like Indigo Girls, so I wasn't bashing them there, but, uh, <laughs> a lot of their stuff does sound the same too. But, um, right. yeah, that's the uniqueness of this band is that they can actually make something different where they're going to fit in the group of like, you know, with cold play and other other bands that are sort of like you know like modern rock you know poppy mm-hmm. but yeah they probably have like just weird songs on their albums i know they do that just don't they sound off you know like offbeat but not bad and they're not all great either but this is this is radio hit for sure okay good song they, they yeah it was it was a good pick um they got they have songs that literally put you in like fallout boy category and then they got other songs it's like where the fuck did this come from in the middle of the album <laughs> <laughs> This <laughs> is one of those that's like, whoa, it kind of cut, kind of threw you for a curve. And yes, it's it's got that poppy feel to it. But I mean, all in all, it's it's one of the songs that made me kind of respect the band. Um, in an aspect. So I, I <laughs> damn it, you, Brandon. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Here it comes. Yes. <laughs> I definitely like this one as opposed to a couple of other ones I thought you might have picked. Um, had okay. I had you think what the group name was going to be. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely happy for it. It was a good pick, man. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it was all right. It's all right. That might be that might be my catchphrase. No, no, no. Catchphrase is it's not for me. It's not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, um, yeah, that might be appropriate for this song. It's not for me. <laughs> it was, it was, it was all right. I mean, I've never listened to, I've never listened to hardly any of Panic at the Disco, and this isn't going to make me a converter. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to go listen. You shouldn't to other let music this song be the decider, though. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> it's really not characteristic of all their music. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like, even even on Spotify, like, they show some images yeah. of the band, and I'm like, yep, nope. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. I mean, I wouldn't even go by that, because I think that, you know, a lot of bands, they like to try to look good for their, you know, their Listen, albums. And- I I don't I don't have enough time. I don't have time for a new band <laughs> in my life. You know? Like, I just don't. <laughs> you gotta go back to the 70s again, man. <laughs> right? Right, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't want to keep up with new material. Like the thing that's great about some of these bands in the past is like, there's no more. So, you know, like you can stop at a certain point. So there's still a million bands we haven't even heard of from the seventies. Oh yeah. I mean, like, you know, like Fanny was a great example. Like you introduced to bands you never heard of and uh, you know, it happens every day. Um, And you know that, you know that this band, uh, Panic at the Disco has a lot of inspiration from older bands. Too. Yeah, so. yeah. It's like it was. It was just okay. I, I. It's not like I. I don't hate the song, but it's just not something that I. I, I gravitate towards. Gotcha. Um. I, I think maybe maybe something about the sound. It just seemed too polished for me. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. So is it the is it the horns or is it the polishness? The polish. Yeah, I think it's the polish okay. to it. Okay. It's yeah. a studio. It's a studio hit, and it, gotcha. it just made a lot of money for that band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I got nothing against like like I mean it's a positive message, right? Right. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like that could have been an in, in the inspiration episode. I mean that that definitely would have fit well with some of the other stuff that we we did for sure. Yeah. yeah. Kind of made a good point there. Um, but yeah, I like the song. I like. So it. yeah, it's it's not for me, but um, I, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Played it over and over and over again, though. Like that's that's that could have been on the overplayed song episode <laughs> for sure. Well, I, I definitely feel like we got two catchphrases for sure for this, right? For this podcast, <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, you ready for what? What's your second pick there, Damon? Oh, me again? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Since I have to go again. Um, yeah. I, I, so right before the pandemic, when everything closed down, you couldn't go to music and all that. I saw, this was like winter. I don't know when, but anyway, I saw this band called, uh, Tool, but the band that opened for them, uh, was a band called Killing Joke. Killing Joke is a band from the eighties. Really cool band. Love their stuff. Very eighties like, but they're, I'd say they're like kind of like a gothic, uh, rock, um, sort of punk, you know, and, uh, the, um, the song I picked was eighties. <laughs> And the way it starts out is like just such a really cool guitar riff. And I love the energy from this band. When they opened for Tool recently, I was like really, really excited because it's an older band. Um, but uh, this is also a band from England. I guess I'm going like the British round. <laughs> I'm not Canadian anymore. I'm British, guys. Um, but uh, yeah. 
so this this was a definitely a great band. I love the song '80s. I played this song at my wife's 40th birthday and I did a little slideshow. <laughs> and this was like the opening song for that too. And it was perfect because everybody had big hair in the pictures. But uh, yeah, I love this song. Good, good vibe. Good. It's a good band overall. I think this is probably one of like if you would say they had a one hit wonder, this would be it. But they definitely have good other good stuff. But this is like their hit. So what do you guys think of Killing Joke? And what do you think of their hit song '80s? Um, I actually liked it. I was I say that I like that because I was actually surprised. I didn't think I was necessarily going to like it. Um, you know, it's it's trip whenever you hear stuff that you haven't heard before because you're not sure really how to approach it. Um, but in actuality, I, I think you hit it spot on. I, um, the rhythm could be good, just you know, like choice of, of everything going into it, and kind of made me want to hear more. Especially say you, you said they opened for Tool. Um, yeah. See like where they're gonna come from, but I, I didn't get to actually like look up like their their whole appearance and whatnot. Like how how old are they? Seventy eight. So they they kind of like revit. They broke up and then came back again. Okay. Uh, in the two thousands, early two thousands, and now they're still going. They they tour now. So they they're kind of like I would say they also fit. If you're like, um, it's like 90s or 80s, like goth, like Depeche Mode, The Cure, that kind of thing. They're sort of like in that category, and then they could fit in the category with Tool. Sort of like they're, I, I mean, Panic, Panic at the Disco. They're they have music that kind of jumps all over the place, you know. Um, they have their hit songs. Like this is their hit song, right? Not everything sounds like the song 80s from yes. this band. You might not like the band, you know what I mean? I got you. Okay, but I love this song, and I saw when. I saw them play, yeah, I was really impressed. They were a good opener for Tool. And if you know Tool, that's progressive rock, you know. Yes, it is. Okay, well, uh, I had no problems with it. Um, I actually have to listen to more of them just to kind of see, like, how I, how I can fit them in my repertoire, but for the most part, I'm, I'm not going to turn away from it. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, and I I don't think I've ever heard of the band, which was surprising. You know, I after listening to it, I, I looked up uh, some of the other uh, music by them. Um, overall, I, I did enjoy the song. I actually thought you did an excellent job on this episode. I, I liked both your songs, for sure. Uh, uh, thanks, Brandon. Yeah, man. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting though because like for me when I think of Killing Joke I didn't even know that was a band I just thought it was a a, a Batman story that Alan Moore wrote you know like so I'm like oh wait that, it's also a band so um, anyway uh, yeah no I I did enjoy it I thought it was good I I definitely feel like I could probably listen to some more music by them especially after reading up on their history and how apparently their their sound changed over the years and I, I'd be curious yeah. to to see that and see the the, uh, you know, the um, the trajectory of, of their sound and, and how it shifted. And um, oh, yeah. but yeah, I, I liked it. I, I thought it was good. I like I said, you, you did a good job this this episode. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, which is <laughs> you never know. <laughs> no, I feel really good about myself for a little bit. That's going to get it's going to keep me going for a little bit. But yeah, that's I mean, that's like I was saying, too, like their their sound does kind of jump all around their newer stuff makes them a band that could open for Tool, but they would have been a band that could have opened for anybody really in the 80s. And I like that. I like it when a band starts the year I was born. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you guys are, you guys started because of me. Yeah. First band. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. All right. <laughs> 
hey, Brandon, you, you never know. Killing Joe Cook had an, a track that was called, you know, Dead Robin, you know, and then that's Alan Moore saw it, you know. It's like, could, could be, maybe, maybe Alan Moore was a fan of Killing the Killing Time, the band, and that's how he came up with that. Right, exactly. Yeah. True. So I, I I like the song a lot. It was good. Uh, I like the the it's because intro, that intro the the guitar riff like sounds parts of the notes sound very familiar. But it was overall I think they played it off great in in the song. So uh, it's it a, it's it's a unique riff. I I don't think I've heard it in any other song like anything close to it. But like the Half tone of, of it does sound yeah. like what you would have heard in eighties music or something like that. But like the the riff goes through the whole song and it just fit. I feel like yeah. half of that riff is from another song. I just feel like it's the first three notes, but then they change it up. But like, I, I can't place it. It's like on the tip of my tongue. But but it's, it's like that, those are like those are basic like chords that would have been exactly used in you know everything sequence yeah. with a lot of songs. <laughs> exactly <laughs> everything exactly. everything yeah exactly. like more set probably no yeah uh, yeah anything you can think of probably has those chords <laughs> for <laughs> for sure. Yeah, sure, but yeah, but no. there's only it, one killing joke. <laughs> only one killing joke. <laughs> but it was really good, so I liked it. Oh man, that's awesome! I'm glad that you liked it, Tosh. Oh. All right, so Brandon, what was your second pick? So my second pick, uh, going back to that theme of songs that I first heard in a movie, or really heard the song for the first time in a movie. Um, this song was actually in a film from 2012 called The Battery, and the song is called Anthem for the Already Defeated by Rock Plaza Central. Long it takes us, we will not be defeated. When we dance, we dance together under the moon. So the uh, the band formed in the late 90s. They're on hiatus. They've been on hiatus since 2010. Um, this comes from their album from 2006 called Are We Not Horses? Um, and the band is actually from Toronto, Canada. Uh, I'm changing it up this season. It's yeah, it's not. You're Damon. taking Canada. No, I'm taking Canada. I'm taking time. Britain. You take Canada. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, um, I had never heard of Rock Plaza Central until I saw the movie The Battery. The Battery was uh, was a film or is a film um, again from 2012. It's a, a zombie film and it's one of the most unique zombie films I've ever seen. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, this particular song was actually used in a scene where the uh, protagonist is actually listening to the song with headphones on, and it's during a zombie apocalypse. He's got headphones on, he's drunk, he's got a bottle of whiskey in one hand and a gun in the other, and he's just singing to the song during a zombie apocalypse in, in a house. And I have loved this song ever since. I've loved the movie ever since I saw it. Um, I just really, I, I love the vocals. I love the sound. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a short song too, which is, you know, peculiar for me. It's a, it's a little bit over two minutes long. Um, but I think for a song as short as it is, I think it really packs a wallop and, um, yeah, man. I like I said, I, I I love the song. I've listened to the album. There's a, a few other other songs are actually in the movie too, but this was my personal favorite from from the movie and my my favorite song from that album. Um, it's you know it's got this kind of 
indie rock blue grassy kind of sound and um i don't know i just i totally dug it uh it's it's just a fun one and it's one that i put on my playlist of songs i like to listen to over and over again and i never i never get tired of it like sometimes i like to envision me being that dude holding a bottle of whiskey in one hand you know and just like belting out the song because it's i don't know it's just it's awesome it's high energy it's it's really fun i i really love the song like i i like the song the minute i heard it the first time you're like oh shit this is an amazing song especially i mean i like stuff that's like juxtaposed to itself like the the title of the you know the track itself is like you know anthem for dari defeated the whole song is about like we're not going to be defeated like you do this this yep we're still not going to be defeated and you're like in in that whole like but the song title is telling you that you're already it's an anthem you're already defeated but the song's like nope we're, we're not doing it we're not giving up and yeah that whole and plus yeah he is just sinking for his life after everything that happens get captured get put down in the dungeon get your hands cut off you're like shit like he's like nope i'm still here ain't defeating me you're like damn dude so but yeah so i i i enjoyed it a lot like yeah and you can you can hear the the pronoun the pain and emotion in his voice and he's he's selling it but yeah for sure basically right song um it's hard to place bro because first and foremost i like the song let me just get that out the way i love the song um that like you said that bluegrass hitch kind of feel to it and it's 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 a pacer like it's it's an anthem and it's like we're, we're i don't give a fuck what's you're gonna do to me you know i'm never gonna give up like like Charles was talking about like you could take my bone like damn <laughs> like that first line is a hitter but then after that it's like when when the whole band came in it sounded like a 15 piece orchestra all playing at once like a high school band trying to get it together and it's like damn <laughs> but but it flowed and it's like it's on one side of it i can see where it's an inspirational like anthem but on the other side of it it's kind of like okay are we playing to lose like what the fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to I want to hype it up because I can I can feel like you can play this like a soccer game against a team that you think that you're going to lose against automatically. And it's like, damn, it's like it's hyping you up and it's taking your soul. (laughs) And I don't know how to place that. It's weird as hell for me. But it's it's a good ass feeling, and like you said, it was part of a zombie movie, right? I can mm-hmm. definitely feel that. I feel that in the song. I <laughs> feel that like I'm in a zombie apocalypse, and I don't know what the fuck to do with myself. But I'm not gonna give up because I don't want them to eat my my flesh. Like, <laughs> don't go after my brain, don't rip my body apart. I'm still gonna fight, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> I got a baseball bat and there's 500 million of y'all coming down the street. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> I like that. I like their name. Rock Plaza's Hunter L is pretty cool. Um, yeah, this is a good song. This, this, this is like something that it sounds like Squirrel and Zippers a little bit and like bands like that, which I really like. So I, I like this song a lot. I, I, I want to, what is the name of that movie that it's in? The Battery. The Battery. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that a newer movie? No, it's from 2012. Okay. Yeah. It's a very low budget independent uh, zombie film. Um, it's yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's incredible. It's one of the more unique zombie.
zombie films that have come out in the last 20 years. I got to check that out. Yeah, yeah, you got to check that out. When you said the band name, I remembered it from another song. I think it might be on the album. It's uh, I'm an Excellent Steel Horse. I heard Maybe. I'm not I'm not too familiar with all the songs, but you, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, that's. I think I think that's where I remember it from because that song was like a slow pace kind of thriller like build up type situation as well. Not as blues gravity, but it's still there. But that's what like the, the name triggered in my head. And I, I remember going back and listening to one of that other song, but I hadn't heard this one. So this one definitely you know, took me to that other place. It also have like a flogging molly sound to them and squirrel up zippers in that category. Like I, I really like that kind of like drink some whiskey, kick some ass, <laughs> light shit on fire, and you know whatever. <laughs> in that order, chaos yeah. ensues. It's like that's what the comes come first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> remember that in the zombie apocalypse, whiskey comes first. Drink <laughs> whiskey, then go yeah. kick ass. And it better be. Straight Kentucky bourbon. <laughs> right. That better be a good one. Uh, so, yeah, that was fucking awesome, dude. Cool. And now I have some movies to watch, too. Right. <laughs> so, all right. So, you want to finish this off there, <laughs> Dietrich? <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm laughing. No, I, I, I think because then I just realized what his, the, the track title is, and so you're like, yeah, that, that, that matches. <laughs> yeah. I joke, I see it, I see it. I see it. Uh, you want to ride the pony into the sunset? Uh, no, sir, I do not want to finish you off. I'm sorry. I don't know that way. Uh, you want to do the last track? How about that? Not on the first date. Okay, yeah. I don't want to do the last track. I'll, I'll well, do the last track. You want announce your last trick. How about that? There we go. All right, cool. I'm, I don't want to penetrate anything. All right. Finish us off and do that track. <laughs> this is why we need an HR. I keep telling you guys, you know, I know we're just a small podcast, but we need an HR so we don't have this type of problem in the future. You know? Or we don't need an HR. <laughs> <laughs> No, good. Um, so, uh, continuing with my theme with the nostalgia type trips that got me involved in a, an actual DJ. There was this one particular track that came out in 97, um, which was, um, one of the best CDs that came out out of this group and is also well known as one of the best rap CD uh, to come out of the South. Um, this particular duo uh, is widely known as as one of the greats that have come from the great state of Texas out of Port Arthur. Um, one particular member was most memorable, not so much for the lyrics, but for his delivery and how he actually spoke and he gave us Southern slang. He said, these aren't, these aren't no hip hop, this is country rap tunes and um, he definitely will be missed and then never forgotten because he passed away uh due to you know undisclosed situation well it was disclosed but you know there's still theories out there as to how everything happened but um the other member has gone on to be a a legend in the game um he has formed his own businesses uh he's got a, a new burger uh, venture that he's going through right now called trill burgers um he coined the, t- the term trill uh, which is too real, uh, for those who don't understand and, um, has gone on to be a, a hip hop mogul within itself in his own right. Uh, and literally his verse was the reason why I love the song that much. And the song was called Murder, um, off of the Riding Dirty album. Um, known talked about underground kings or for those who don't know that moniker, know them as UGK. Murder. 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 
bitch And I'm the king of moving chickens Not them finger licking uh, Pimp C and Bum B. So his particular verse made me want to rap in a sense of hearing a Southerner come with the actual lyrical flow that could match that of an East Coast rap. And his delivery was that of something that I, you know, definitely grew up on and, and admired um, for my time listening to hip hop. So what do y'all think about UGK's merch? So who, who rapped first and who rapped second? The one that rapped first was, was Pimp C. Okay. That had a very deliberate type of slang and flow and wasn't very lyrical in his content but you understood where he was coming from with it because he came from a pimp type standpoint whereas Bum B was the one that had all the lyrical spins that came into each other and rock this okay. rock theme was, was off the chart but I saw yeah yeah no I I like this track like they, they both slayed it um, uh, this is a one of those tracks like it's one of those I can't sing at karaoke but I liked it like this this is a yeah it was a baller of a song and but yeah I can phrase I can't see it at karaoke <laughs> I can't uh, see at karaoke <laughs> But yeah, the, the yeah the the uh, the second part. I mean the the part that just got kept that got me is the that uh, stinky red jelly. Like that line. Like where did this line come from? You're like it's like oh man. Like you know because he's just rhyming. He's like and I think he's in. I'm trying to remember now, but it sounds like he he's saying he shot you, but you're there with your stinky red jelly coming out of your belly. You're like yes. man, you're kind of insult the way his blood smells like. Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not bad that you shot me, but now you're telling me I smell bad on the inside? Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, is yeah. It, it was amazing track, for sure. I had never heard it before, but I liked it, for sure. So. Yeah, and I, I liked it too. I, I had never heard of the, the artist. Um, what was interesting is I, I played it for the first time with, with my wife and she looked at the album and the, the artist and she's like, Oh yeah, I know them. I'm like, how do you know them? <laughs> and, and she's like, well, okay. she's like, well, she was like she's in the, in the music, pimping, that's why <laughs> she was in the music department at Hastings and, and she's like, Oh yeah, it was really popular. I'm like, okay. I, obviously missed something um you know but yeah no i I did enjoy it like it's not necessarily um like i i do enjoy rap i enjoy hip-hop uh but this was it is not normally something i would gravitate towards but i'm glad that you you picked it because you know i I don't know where to begin sometimes like a lot of my knowledge about hip-hop and rap usually stems from maybe something popular you know and then and then you kind of branch out from there and I'm not sure how I would have ever been introduced to this band. So I'm, I'm glad that you picked it for sure. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought, I thought it was pretty good. And, and, uh, I was looking at the lyrics once more right before we, we started talking about it. And, um, yeah, I, I, I liked it. I thought it was a good choice for sure. Yeah. You, if anybody knows or does not know about UGK, you'll probably know him, uh, with that Jay Z track, Big Pimpin'. Um, big and it's yeah, spin the cheese. Yeah, yeah, see, and I know, I know that. Yeah. yeah, but they've got so many other hits that are that are quote unquote Texas or regional bound that everybody knows of UGK that in the rap scene down here and nobody that's actually in a Texas or Southern rap scene can can say that they 
not been influenced by UGK in some way or sport or aspect. So did you, I didn't speak into rap then it's understood. Did you say, um, did, were you familiar with, with UGK? Like when they were like, were like, did they, were they always regional? Did they, were you familiar with, with them? Like when this album came out? Yes. I was familiar with them from back in the day when they first came out. They they were one of the original Southern groups. They came out of rap. They came out around the same time as Scarface, um, where they were coming out with the Ghetto Boys. So they they were literally that type of group that came out of Port Arthur, Texas. Um, they were repping Port Arthur when nobody even knew where Port Arthur was, except for the beaches or whatever was around the way, being around the Gulf side of town. So for them, um, them came out their first song that everybody just kind of gravitated towards was called Pocket Full of Stuff, uh, which is basically their rap moniker going in on, you know, rapping about drugs, saying I got a pocket full of stones and how I got to flip them, how I got to get this money. They were always on the money tip slash drug dealer slash type tip. Um, but that was more of uh, Pimp C coming out uh, because that's what he was doing at the time. So he put that into his actual rap, whereas Bum B was right there with him. But Bum B was more of the lyrical type that actually brought him into rap. And that's how those two got started and went from there. And then they started coming out with other songs, Down Perry On and Riding Dirty. Of like, Literally, it's it's a whole slang of songs that came out from that duo Um, to the point even up to Pimp C's death, they they literally like every era of Southern rap came to the point of where they were at the top of the chart with it. Um, they weren't really like worldwide known until they did that song with Jay-Z, which Pimp Sleep didn't even want to do. He was like, nah, I'm good with where I'm at and what I want to do. And Jay-Z had so much respect for him. He bought like 30 copies of that Riding Dirty album, like or 100 copies. Like that's that's just the way the story goes. He heard the album from Scarface. He, he started listening to it and then he wanted to do a song with them. He brought them the Big Pippin song, which came from Timberland, the producer. And at first, you know, Bun had to talk pimp seat into doing it and because he's like i don't like this to sustain us this this, this is not what we do but in actuality it turned out to be one of their biggest hits and got them worldwide known for that particular song and then also on uh outcast you know i choose you uh situation where nah, that's not the same song it's the player's anthem where it's outcast and and bumby and pimp C and and um, that song is like a fixture now at weddings and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, taken on its own length when it comes to, you know, how that group was portrayed. But like they were actual hip hop pioneers in the South. Um, them, you know, like I said, ghetto boys. Um, there's so many different Southern artists that I could name. We could actually do a, a, a show on that. Um, pick out Southern artists from the early nineties and, and see how that goes. And, and get y'all caught up on that situation. But um, if I'm going to bring out a Southern artist, especially from Texas, you know, I'm definitely going to go with UGK or, or Ghetto Boys rap. So, cool. All right. Yeah, I can hear an influence from the Ghetto Boys for sure. Yeah. I hear a little bit of, you know, like, it, I kind of hear some like old school, like, uh, like um, Ice Cube and stuff like that too, <laughs> which is like maybe an, inf- you know, there's got to be some influence here, but like this song in particular is, is pretty cool. Like, they use some kind of like hokey, lyrics you know and they get a little silly with it but there's a real true meaning to it too like they're really talking about something real this is real stories that relate to their life 
and their careers. And, you know, I think what was my, I'm trying to, I was trying to find my favorite line, I guess, or, um, but, uh, what is it? Well, it's, uh, Bun B, bitch, and I'm the king of moving chickens, not them finger lickings. <laughs> <laughs> finger lickings yeah that was pretty good uh yeah they're like they're they basically have a lot of like some haters and they got some people trying to like you know emulate what they're doing and then act like there's you know it's their own thing like people trying to steal their style they're probably stealing styles too <laughs> that's kind of where i was going with that but like it's not bad though i don't think it's like real bad it's sort of like a like you said like um you know they're they're tr- they're they're true to what they're singing about. Their their style is their own, but it's also like it's a what did you say it was like a southern southern uh, yeah southern rap? Is that kind of like a uh, yeah? It's it's southern rap. It's it's uh, southern hip hop, southern rap, however you want to call it. That's what it is. It's, that's it's, really interesting. You could do an episode on that. You could do. I want to see a documentary. <laughs> There's got to be like a lot of bands that maybe maybe they don't even get noticed because of where they're from. I don't know. Or the time that they come out. But that yeah. probably happens a lot, too, with any genre. But like hip hop, I think it's like there's probably a lot of, you know, yeah, with any genre, though, it, it, there's a lot of bands that are just, they're just not heard. So they're hidden gems. But yeah, this is pretty cool. It, it was very, very much like the old school rap sound that I really like. Uh, I like to hear this stuff in like movies and, you know. And whatnot too, but yeah, I, w- I was digging it. So thanks right. for that, Dietrich. Appreciate it. Probably. Yeah, good pick. So, all around. All right, so that uh, wraps up all the rounds for wild cards. Um, next week we have some homework still from Brandon. Want to remind us of where homework is for next week, Brandon? Yeah, it's uh, the album by Richard Thompson, and it's called Rumor and Sigh. Right. Okay. And so we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap things up. So you can email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. We end with a Z or find us on our website of choicetracks.com. Uh, Again, ends with a Z. Please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Go yeah, ahead. listen to the future episode. Future. 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 Right. Let's go ahead and sign off. I've been Taj. <laughs> Brandon. And I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm finger-licking. Um, finger-licking Damon. Yeah. <laughs> That didn't sound right. I'm Damon. Damn it. Again, again, HR. We're going to have to get an HR. I keep saying this. Nobody. It's not my fault. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I'm Dietrich, and uh, we're going to pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those choice tracks.